This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. Welcome to the Summer Hack podcast. When you think of Australian surfer Owen Wright and his wife, musician Keita Alexander, a lot of stuff comes to mind. Wildly talented, beautiful, successful, cool. They're going to all the parties. They're friends with all the other celebs. (laughs) Pretty incredible life. But when you do think about all that stuff, it's easy to forget that people like this are real people and they go through real people shit every day. Owen Wright was already surfing royalty when he suffered a traumatic brain injury in 2015. It was well publicised, had this massive accident while out in the surf, and he was told his future was pretty grim, that he wouldn't be able to surf again. He did, and his comeback years later has been described as one of the greatest comebacks in Australian sport, and Keita was there the whole time to help him. I loved this interview because you don't really get the opportunity very much to chat to a couple of people at the same time like this. And it was really powerful to hear Owen talk about his journey, how it felt for him, and then also hear Keita's take on what she was feeling at the same time, what such an intense period was like for her as well, personally and career-wise. Here's my chat with Owen Wright and Keita Alexander. Summer Hack. Owen Wright, Keita Alexander, welcome to Hack. Thanks for having us. Owen, it seems pretty impossible to describe your connection with surfing and how ingrained in your life it is. Like you got your first surfboard when you were five years old. You dropped out of school at 15 to focus on becoming a pro surfer. Your sister Tyler, of course, a world champion surfer. Your dad raised you on surfing. Before you got this traumatic brain injury in 2015, did you ever see a life beyond surfing? Never. I still struggle to see past surfing. <laughs> you know, now, now that I'm uh, retired from competing, I still look back at it and go, well, I don't want to do anything else. Uh, <laughs> that, was the one, that was the one thing I've always wanted to do. It's a really interesting life for people that don't know much about it because there's a lot of discipline, right? And mm-hmm. that might go against what people think of, of surfing, like laid back mm-hmm. surfers. But actually pursuing a professional career in this sport, what is it like? Uh, my dad had a really disciplined nature. Um, and so our approach to surfing was very much his approach. We trained from a young age. We did Tai Chi, deep breathing, you know, strict diets. And this is as a teenager. This is as a teenager and younger. My younger brother and my younger sister, Tyler, she must have started at such a young age. Um, we, we were so regimented. He He wanted to get us into some uncomfortable situations physically and mentally to kind of test our test our mental fortitude for what was to come in the years ahead. Like, I feel that he really did have a plan for us to become, you know, surfing champions. There's so much that happens in your early life. It's fascinating, but we kind of move on. And then Keita, you enter Owen's life. You're pretty young at the time, right? So you're 19 yeah. when you meet Owen. Owen, how old were you? I was 20, 25. You didn't know much about surfing at the time, right, Keita? Because, like, you had your whole music career yeah. kicking off. You're doing stuff in the US. You're touring here. What did you think of Owen when you met him? Um, yeah, look, I was overseas when we first started talking on Instagram. We had lots of mutual friends. But, yeah, our relationship happened really quickly I look back at it and go, it was a really incredible moment in our relationship where it was either make or break. And when the injury happened, 
um, you know, it broke Owen. It could have almost broke us, but now on the other end of it, we're stronger for it. You're listening to Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. I'm speaking with Australian surfing royalty Owen Wright and singer-songwriter Keita Alexander, who you probably know is married to Owen. He's got a new book out. It's called Against the Water, which talks about his comeback after a traumatic brain injury. Owen, 2015, Pipeline, this is where it all happened. I'm sure this brings up a lot of trauma. You say you still get chills when you think about it. Are you able to explain what happened? Yeah, I can talk about it and I do get chills every time. It brings up a pretty uncomfortable feeling. You know, the morning I woke up, it was the morning of the Pipe Masters, the last event of the year. I was in a um, world title contention. I was full of confidence. It was the same year I came off the back of two perfect heats in Fiji. So I was full of confidence. Um, and I think that confidence was that I had a part to play in my lapse of judgment out in the 15-foot-plus surf at, at Pipeline. Instead of bailing my board, I just decided to duck dive, which bailing my board, you, you, you kind of chuck your board to the side and dive to the bottom, right, and, and you get underneath the wave, whereas I just duck dive, which gets you about two foot under, um, and this giant wave just basically just bombed on me and, and um, knocked the lights out of me. How do you describe that? Like, what did it feel like? Yeah, I mean, I remember just being trying to survive and I have like, I don't have like the perfect string of memory of that, but I have like the feeling and then glimpses. And I feel like I, I was just so out of it, like just trying to stay afloat. My friend Mick, he, he was close by me and he just said I'd just look like a ghost. But somewhere inside of me I had a big enough adrenaline response to um, keep myself conscious in the ocean until I got back to land. I mean that in itself is amazing because, you know, a few days later you can't even walk but somehow mm-hmm. you were able to pull yourself out. You even managed to call Keita. Yeah. And Keita, you were touring in Australia at the time because this is in Hawaii. Yeah. What was going through your head? I hadn't been around surfing that long. Um, he calls me, he goes, I've had a big wipeout. And he just kept repeating himself. He's like, I feel really weird. I don't know what's going on. Um, what can you do from in a different country? And I was like, oh, okay, just get some rest, maybe have a sleep, which and is obviously the wrong thing to say. You're pretty new on the scene too, right? Yeah, probably only a few months in. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I didn't know what to offer him. He he wasn't bleeding. He hadn't broken any bones so I just thought he must have been exhausted not once did it cross my mind that he would have been concussed or had bleeding on the brain so to be honest I probably would have got it maybe a little bit annoyed at the repetition of what he was saying and being like look You're just like, get shut the yeah, f up I'm gonna go I'm on to <laughs> no I didn't say that we laugh now but obviously of it was traumatic time for Owen at the time if you not don't laugh knowing. you cry yeah true I, I always <laughs> say that but then the next call I get is from Tyler and I was in hospital and she's saying can you get over here so I had to. I had a week of riding with Julia Stone and Dan Hume, and I just said, "Guys, I've got to go." So you find out that you've got this traumatic brain injury, Owen. Mm. Can you briefly say, like, what's the difference between a concussion and a traumatic brain injury? Yeah, so concussion is mostly swelling on the brain, but you know it can be like six weeks recovery, eight weeks, three months, six months. Whereas I had a, a severe concussion, and then. I had a minor bleed on the brain, which pushes it into a TBI. So when it goes into that category, it's like you're talking years before 
recovery happens. Yeah, what did they say to you in terms of the time frame? They said in the hospital it was like five to ten years and we don't know, we haven't had a surfer and just had this accident before, we, we don't really know what to think and it was all this scary stuff. Is your first response just to reject it? Are you just like, no, I can surf again, I can walk again and I'm not letting this stop me? Man, I think just everything in my upbringing had led me to this point in my life, right, where it was like, I was at my most fear. You potentially never going to recover. We don't know how long, years, no career, you know, what it is, all this mean. I think in the face of that fear, I just hit like some type of turbo inside myself for like, I am not listening to this and I'm adamant that I'm getting out of this place. In a way, it seems like your attitude was delusional because it was going against what everyone says. And I guess it was in a way. Definitely was. But you were pushing. Like they were like, you can't be on a plane. You're like, I'm getting on a plane. They were like, you can't walk. You can't surf, obviously. And you ignored it, right? Mm -hmm. Do you look back on that part with regret at all? I look back on it and, and the whole thing and at times wish that I even had the foresight to understand that I'd had concussions prior to that concussion to maybe just have the awareness that that you can be concussed. I wish I listened a little more and I wish I went to the rehabilitation clinic for three months and the, follow the protocols as such because, you know, I think what transpired was like fear and being stuck and, you know, feeling like I was left alone, feeling like I was in a place where I wasn't getting care and how could how could the people around me say like Keita and my family understand that I needed like professional care? But like, how was they? How was I supposed to get there if I was so ref, like refused the actual professionals? Keita, what was Owen like during this time? Just strong-minded. He's like, this is what I want to do, and I need to do it now. And I always said, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I think half of your family were like, well, maybe you should listen to the doctors, Owen. And Tyler and I were like, well, what are we going to do? Hold him down? He's six foot three. Like, <laughs> what do you expect us to do? Chain him to this bed? He wants to go home. <laughs> so. I, I don't know if I ever saw it as delirious from my perspective, more just like this is what he wants, where let's do it. And from my end, I look, you know, I look back and go, that's my age showing and that's my naivety and of injuries and all of that stuff. But I also still stand by the fact is I couldn't have held him down. I didn't know you not so much regretted it, but maybe wish you went and stayed in the three-month clinic in Hawaii. I ha- like, like, I have the thoughts. It's, mm, it's, more, it it's more that there was a tough journey. Mm. But nonetheless, I'm sitting on the other side of it, great things still happened later. It's just this thing that I do look back at and go, and I wonder if it could have been a little easier okay. on everyone around me as well as myself because it was quite traumatic for everyone. This is Hack. I'm Dave Marchese. I'm speaking with surfing champion Owen Wright and his wife, Keita Alexandra, about his recovery from a traumatic brain injury. Owen, as you say, like despite the regrets about how you handled the situation initially, listening to medical advice, all that stuff, despite all that, maybe because of it, you did pull through and you had this incredible, not only sporting, but life comeback did you feel a lot of pressure to get back to competing after you were injured? You know what? I hadn't spoken about it for years. People had heard about it, but nobody really going to know how bad it really was until they have a read of the book, right? Like it's, and, and they'll get glimpses of it here now, but it was really bad. My entire network from management team, sponsors, the rest of it were um, happy for me to finish up 
Um, it was, they never thought I was ever going to come back. There was no pressure on me because they were happy to see out my days and retire me. I guess for me, I, it's not like I felt that pressure from them, but I think my internal clock was just wound up and just, it was like I was ready. I was primed for an accident that big to to recover from it. Man, I was relentless with my recovery. I was every day, rain, hail or shine, whether it was tears or whatever it was or how pear-shaped it went through the day, not being able to remember where or who I was or, you know, I'd push myself that hard during recovery, well, not recovery, but during rehabilitation that I was relentless and it got me to where I got to, but yeah, it was a, it was a real, real struggle. There's a good quote on the book, like a testimonial of your character <laughs> from Liam Hemsworth, who's like, Owen's one of those guys that operates on one speed. Oh, I'm not going to swear, but it says... It's the let's effing go speed. Sunday barbecue, let's effing go. 15-foot barrels onto dry reef, let's effing go. You were into it, right? And you did manage to come back. You started Mm -hmm. winning again. You did manage to get to the Olympics where surfing was featured as a sport for the first time in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. When did you decide, okay, I've made it, but that's it? I think for me it was... 20 end of 2018 it was like oh this recovery yeah I've regained my life great I'm on tour great I am struggling still and the Olympics became that next target that was like let's effing go right (laughs) and it became that light at the end of the tunnel and um, this beautiful experience that the Olympics coming into surfing for the first time there was all this extra tension to surfing and me being one of the better better guys that I end up finding some help from professionals to help me continue to heal and and I end up getting some amazing results and, and qualifying for the Olympics and then basically putting that medal around my neck was that moment man where I was like yeah I'm back I've done it. <laughs> How did you feel Keita? I mean you've just been through this process of caring of getting Owen back on his feet mm. Were you like, oh, loving this moment or time to wrap it up, mate? You know what's funny is I I kind of see the Olympics similar to how I saw Snapper rocks when he first came back and won his first event in the fact with the Snapper event, no one knew knew what he was capable of until that event. Prior to his free surfing beforehand, I don't think anyone thought he would get through a round. So the fact that he won the first comp, that was a shock to everyone I know, shock to Owen. And then with the Olympics, I'm not saying this was a shock, but I'm not saying we didn't have our hopes set at a high level. It's just every round was like, whoa, yes, he's doing it, he's doing it. And when he got that medal, it was just a shock. It was like, oh, my God, how is Owen the very first Australian surfer to ever win a medal at the Olympics? I just always say he's, like, always made history. And so what happens now, Owen? I just feel like my life's worked in a beautiful way I've got to achieve my ultimate which was the Olympic medal extremely proud of that and retiring in a time where Keita is still young and wants to start releasing music again and I've been able to play this support role for Keita and kind of try to take the the kids off her hands as much as I can after she's just played this like role for me which is like you know, so supportive, like, you know, at times washing me through the through the really tough times. And you're pretty busy now with music, right? Yeah. Owen's actually been managing me for the last year and a half. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is what we planned <laughs> yeah. for this whole life. It's all been to become a music manager. <laughs> He's self-managed his career for majority of his career. Um, and so when I stopped working with my prior management, I was like, you and I, let's just do it. We can do this. And I was like, I don't think you understand music, babe. Like there's a lot more people involved. There's a lot more companies involved. Well, but we go. somehow did it. Yeah, you said let's effing go. And we did it. He's gotten like some incredible opportunities for me just through the people he knows and um, gotten some incredible record label deals for me. Like he's done an incredible job of always being a huge supporter of my music. He's my number one fan. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> we love to end on that note. Owen Wright, Keter Alexander, thank you very much for coming on Hack. Geez, thanks for having us. Summer Hack on Triple J.